you guys that haven't been with us, church, we've been, we've been teaching on the elementary doctrines of Christ. I mean, we've been here for, I don't know, for I guess for a month and a half now, and I will, I don't, who knows, we'll, we'll continue on it as long as, the, as long as the Holy Ghost wants us to continue. But, but I'm telling you, I, I, I so much enjoy, just like I remember uh, like talking to Cynthia and the girls as they're, as they're traveling up, there, there's something about coming in here and worshiping with you guys. It's not that we have a thousand people packed into this, into this room, but I'm telling you, there's some people that are genuinely seeking out the things of God. And I'm telling you, I enjoy coming and worshiping with you guys. I come in, I enjoy coming in and pressing into the things of God with you. And it's a, it's powerful. I mean, it's lovely to have a, a move of the spirit up in this, up in this house, just like, just like we can. And in Dundalk or Tulsa or anywhere that, uh, that we're going to. And I'm telling you, I'm, th- I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost. Amen. I'm so thankful for his goodness. Amen. I'm so thankful for his goodness. But when I start thinking about his goodness, man, I'm, t- I'm telling you, there's something that begins to stir up on the inside of me. And I'm telling you, it's all these people that are outside the four walls of this church. Amen. That, that don't know what it's like to, to press into the things of God. That don't know what it's like to have, to feel the heartbeat of the living God next to you. That don't know what it's like to, to receive healing. That don't know what it's like to not be in fear of what the world has to offer. I'm telling you, church, my heart goes out to these people. So what do we do? We, we sit here and we train each other up. Why? So we can go out and minister to these people. Amen. To where we can, see this, you know, John Osteen, uh, the late John Osteen used to make, make this comment about how, how the, the greatest church grow, grow church grow growth method is this. Healthy sheep reproduce. I mean, if we, can get, if we can get ourselves healthy, if we can get ourselves solid in the things of God, I mean, the church just begins to multiply. You see churches that begin to get birth. You see churches going all over the cities. People aren't, people aren't pushing against each other. They're, they're desiring to go out and help and do the things that God's asking them to do. And I'm telling you, this is my desire. Amen. That we all grow up in the things of God. Amen. And get out and do what the Lord's asking us to do. How many of you know that you have a call and you have a destiny on your life? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are, if you're young or if you're old. Amen. It doesn't matter. God has a call upon your life. Amen. He has a call. And, it, and listen, just, you know, his word says that his gifts and his callings are without repentance. Amen. So what God has, has placed on the inside of you, listen, church, just because you change your mind and decide, I don't want to do it. Just because you say, I don't know if I can do it. Just, just because you say, no, it's not for me. It's from some other person. Listen, he says he never changes his mind about these things. Amen. And he desires us to get hooked up with them and begin to move in that direction. Amen. I mean, we're going to get to have a, a lovely conversation with them about all the amazing things he's placed on the inside of them and what we got to do with them. Glory to God. Amen. Amen, church. It's, we're living in a day and age. We need, it's time to get serious about the things of God. And I'm not talking about getting serious about religion. Amen. I'm talking about getting serious about the things of God. Get, getting serious about being intimate with the living God. Get, get serious about about loving our creator, amen? Loving our master, amen? Being sold out to him and not being sold out to the things of God. Because I don't know about you, but serving him, man, it seems like a fairy tale. Hmm? See, many, many of y'all may not have had a life like mine, you know, but I'm telling you, serving him, man, it's like a fairy tale. I mean, it's, it's almost too good to be true. But the amazing thing is, he said, just like in his word, he, he performs everything that he says he'd do. Amen. It's a reality. It is an absolute reality in our life. We serve such a good God. 
Amen. This thing has been stirring on me, I guess, for the last couple of weeks. I'm telling you, we serve such a good God, church. Why? When you were in absolute rebellion against him, why you were in rebellion, why you hated him, why you didn't want to do anything that he said to do, why he was the last thing that you're thinking about, even then he still went to the cross for you. I'm telling you, our God is so good, church, that he bankrupted heaven for each and every one of you. You say, what does that mean? His prized possession, his perfect son, he gave up for each and every one of you. Why? So that we don't have to spend an eternity separated from him. We get to spend an eternity in unity with the living God, in complete unity. And I'm telling you, unity has been on my mind. Covenant's been on my mind. I'm telling you, intimacy has been on my mind. I'm telling you, I can't get enough of it. Amen? I'm telling you, church, how many of y'all know that God does not, hmm, that God does not just want you to, to casually come into his throne room. He desires for you to come fully with every request that you have boldly. I mean, how many of you know that he doesn't just want to walk in the cool of the day with you anymore? Amen. He wants to absolutely consume you in everything that you do. Never leave you. Never forsake you. Never leave your side. Hmm. I'm telling you, those things are amazing. I mean, there's nothing that can separate us from his love. You know, one of my favorite chapters in the word here in Romans, in Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39, it says, For I am persuaded. He says that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers, nor things present nor things to come, nor height nor depth nor any creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen to this in the, in the, in the Passion Translation. It's powerful. It says, so now I live with confidence. Does anyone want to live with confidence? Yes. Amen. He says, now I live with the confidence that there is nothing in this universe that the, that, uh, with power to separate us from God's love. He says, I'm convinced with, with his love will triumph all death, life's troubles, fallen angels, dark rulers in the heavens. There's nothing in our present or future circumstances that can weaken his love. There's no power above us or beneath us. There's no power that could ever be found in the universe that can, that can distance us from God's passionate love, which is lavished upon us through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. Ooh, church, I'm telling you, if we could just grab a hold of the love that Jesus has, has initiated towards us, that he's poured out towards us, church, I'm telling you, it will change everything the way you serve him. Say, man, I want to I serve God like that. All you got to do is just receive what he's done for us. I'm telling you, it'll change everything about the way you serve him. Not just one or two, it'll change everything about the way you serve him. Amen. So what are we going to do? Plant a new church. We're going to build up that foundation. Amen. Until we can learn that we can receive everything that he has for us. Amen. As we say, we're going back to the elementary doctrines of Christ. We're going back to Christianity 101, church. Why? Not because you may not know these things, but that we can solidify foundations in your life and then begin to build on top of them. Why? Because I'm telling you, the church world, we're confused. Amen. That we're confused on what the scripture says and we're ate up with religious opinions, church. And I'm telling you, those things will do nothing but put a wedge right in the middle between you and Jesus. And I'm telling you, that's not going to happen here. Amen. We're, we want to teach the word of God and build us up to where we can operate in everything that he has for us. Amen. 
everything that he has for us. So where are we at? We're in, we're in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. These are, these are our jumping off scriptures, amen, our foundational scriptures, if you will. So I can get there. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles or these elementary doctrines of Christ, he goes, let us go on to perfection. Let us go on to maturity. He goes, not having to lay the simple elementary foundations again of what? Of repentance from dead works, of, of faith towards God, the doctrine of baptisms on the laying on the hands of the resurrection of the dead and of the internal judgment. The six different basic doctrines of Christ. Amen. Now, now listen, we've, we've talked over, we've talked over the last, the first two of them. And I think we could all come into agreement. Those that have, that have heard those messages that, that we can all come to agreement that repentance from dead works. Yeah. We can understand if it's not in the word of God, listen, church, you know, we're we're not going to do those things, right? We're not going to add things that Jesus didn't ask us to do. We're not going to do dead things, even if they look like they have religious significance and have no scriptural evidence, no scriptural value. Amen. We can walk away from those things, right? We, we've talked about faith for what, the past three or four, three or four weeks. Amen. Faith towards God, how to operate in faith, what faith actually is so we can begin to be initiated. We can allow faith to operate in us. Amen. But we're going we're gonna to move on, amen, into the doctrine of baptisms, church. And I'm telling you, we maybe understand repentance of dead works. We may understand faith, but I'm telling you, the doctrine of baptisms, man, that is a church splitter. Amen. That is something that doesn't unify the church. Why? Because too many of us are going on our religious opinions. We go off on our denominational doctrines, amen, instead of what the Word of God has to say for us. As, as Brother Hagin would said, too many of us have been religiously brainwashed instead of New Testament taught. Amen. We have allowed people's opinions on what they think or what they want. They want the word to say instead of actually what the word says. Amen. And we allow those to wash our brains instead of allowing the New Testament to be our foundation in everything that we do. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, if you haven't, if you haven't found this out from me, you can probably ask some of the people that have known me for a few years. Church, I hate religion. I hate it. I have no, I have no love for religion. You say, why is that? Because it, it is something that leads us into the wrong directions, church. It, is a, it gives us a facade of, of piety in our lives. To where, oh, man, we look, man, you look good on the outside, man. Oh, everything's good. I know all the right words. Hallelujah, amen, glory to God. Amen, but you can be absolutely dead on the inside, having no intimate relationship with him. I'm telling you, I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. Amen, we, we, need, to, we need to get to that place where we're walking in union with everything that we do, everything that we do in the kingdom of God. Amen. See, the problem is anytime man gets motivated by power, authority, or money, amen, he starts putting up barricades, he starts putting up ditches, he starts putting up um, hedges, amen, to what? To direct people to one thing. You say, what's that unto them? Amen. Why? So they can get your power, they can get your authority, they can get your money. Amen. I'm telling you, anytime we're directing, we're directing people to another man, I'm telling you, we're in the ditch already. Amen. We don't direct people to man. We direct people to Jesus. Amen. Jesus, Jesus is the pastor of this church. Thank God for under, uh, under shepherds and under pastors that he, that he puts in position. But I'm telling you, Jesus is the pastor. Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of our confession. Jesus is the prophet. Jesus is the teacher. Amen. It's Jesus. And we need to be pointing people to Jesus. Say, well, what about 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1? 
I mean, what, what about that word? Aren't we supposed to follow, follow man, follow your leader as you follow Jesus? Say, absolutely, but we don't follow people into the ditch. I mean, Jesus gives us spiritual leadership for a reason, right? So we can, you can follow, you have something that you can put your eyes on, or carnal eyes on, and follow people as they're going to, to Jesus. But don't follow people in the ditch. Don't follow people into religion. Don't follow people in anything that's contrary to the word of God. I'll tell you, you can follow me. I'll say, follow me as I'm following Jesus. But if I ever get outside the word of God, I'm telling you, run as fast as you can. Amen? Why? Because we don't follow men into ditches. We follow men into Jesus. Amen. Everything is about Jesus. I'm telling you, everything is Christocentric. Not not just the Old Testament. I'm telling you, our lives ought to be centered around Christ and everything that we're doing. Amen. Everything we are doing. Hallelujah. How many of y'all know Jesus didn't come to bring a new religion here on this earth? Hmm? He didn't look around saying, man... All these other religions, man, they're not that good. You know, they're, they're kind of weak. They're kind of soft. Maybe, maybe I'll bring forth a new religion called Christianity. I mean, you know, Christianity wasn't even something that was a positive statement made to people. Amen. It was first given to the men at Antioch. Amen. They're like, oh, that's those Christians over there. Those people that, that follow that, that one that say that the Christ has come. Amen. And what they had, they wear that like a badge of honor. Oh, they think I, they see me walking like Jesus. They see me talking like Jesus. They see me healing the sick like Jesus. Amen. And we, and we grabbed a hold of those, that term, amen, and allowed it to be a, a staple in who we are. Amen. But he didn't come to make a new religion. He came to bring people into unity. Amen. See, people were separated from the things of God, and Jesus came to bring union, to bring union into this earth to bring union for a people that were separated because of our son to bring them into union they can be made one with him amen we can come back into perichoresis we can come back into into the circle of union with the father and the son the holy ghost amen this this was the desire that our father has done for each and every one of us this is why he sent jesus for each and every one of us amen contrary to what most people believe Jesus didn't come here to take us, to, to deliver us out of hell. He didn't come to give each and every one of us a get out of jail, get out of hell free pass. Here you go. Here you go. Here's a get out of hell free pass. Now go on about your business. Live your life how you want to live. That's not what Jesus came for. Amen? No, he came for union. I mean, he came because he wanted to be one with the people that, they've cre- that he's created. He wanted to be one with the, with the, with the children, the, the people that God created to have a family here on earth. Amen? Now, thank God that, that as a byproduct, amen, we don't have to go to hell. Amen. When you come into union with Jesus, you don't have to go to that place called hell. I mean, y'all know it wasn't even created for you. See, we focus so much on a place called hell, church, and it wasn't even created for mankind. It wasn't created for us. It was created for Satan and his demons. I mean, this is, this is what the word says in Matthew 25. I mean, we sitting there talking about Jesus dividing, saying, here, here are the sheep, here are the sheep, and here are the goats. Amen. You know, these, these are serving me. You're going to be with me in everlasting life. Here are the goats. You know, he rebukes them and then and says, you're going to go into, uh, you're going to get to go, uh, you're cursed into everlasting fire, which was prepared for the devil and his demons. Amen. This is what hell was, was prepared for. You know, like I always say, God does not send people to hell. He'll, he'll let you go there if that's what you choose to do. If you don't want to serve him, if you don't want to serve, if you don't want to serve the, the father, I mean, if you want to serve the father of this world, who is Satan, I mean, the God of this world, as 2 Corinthians 4.4 4 says, 
And if you desire to serve him, listen, you, you, can, you, can, you can go where he's going. Amen. But that place wasn't created for us. Amen. For, listen, you were delivered out of the place that you were going to called hell in a split second. So why do we focus so much on it? Huh? Why don't we focus on what Jesus actually came to do and bring us into, into complete union with him? Complete union. Not just, not just a little bit, church, but complete union. Hmm? Hallelujah. 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 Hmm. I don't know, church. I'm telling you, doctrines formed out of opinions. Doctrines formed out of opinions or religious opinions or even man's own opinions. I'm telling you, it, it gets us off track and we need to get those things corrected. We need to get those things corrected. We have a Holy Ghost. Now listen, now, as, I, as I go and I, I'm going to begin to talk about some of these things, if I, as I begin to teach on, the, on these doctrines, listen, it may be quite different than what some of you may have heard, but it's going to come out of the Word. Amen. So don't, don't check out because it may be different than the way you grow up thinking. Amen. Don't check out because you've already heard these things from before. Allow the Holy Ghost to begin to speak to you. I mean, I'm telling you, you got the greatest teacher. His name's the Holy Spirit, and he's here with each and every one of us today, and he wants to reveal some of his goodness. He wants to get some, he wants to get his doctrine straightened out on the inside of each and every one of us. Amen. So what, when I say the word baptisms, guys, what, what, do you, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? Hmm? person getting dunked in water or a little baby getting sprinkled. Amen. And that would typically, you know, and when you say that in church, what, what do people think? Oh, yeah, someone's going to get dunked in water. Someone's going to get sprinkled with water. You know, what, and why is that? Because hmm? I'm going I'm to tell you here, church, that the thing that we think about baptism, it is not, it is not what, what Jesus describes as, as the baptism we need to be focused about. Hmm? It's not, it's, not, it's not the core baptism we need to, we need to put all of our strength to. So why, do, why are we focusing on something? I would say that's the least Baptist baptism, amen, that, that we need to be participating in, amen? Let's see. Let's see where we're going to go on that. Yeah, well, we'll just stick with this for a second here. Listen, in in uh, Hebrews chapter 6, firstly, it reads here, it says, the doctrine of baptisms. The doctrine of baptisms. Now, now, what is a doctrine? Doctrine, simple enough, Christianity 101, right? A doctrine is a set of beliefs. It's a set of teachings that, that you reveal into someone else, that you, that you teach into the church, what you teach into a government or a political party. It is a doctrine. Amen. But I want you to pay attention here. It says the doctrine of baptisms. And that, that word doctrine here is singular, right? You say, well, why am I focusing on that? Because there's only one doctrine, of baptisms. You say, why? What does that mean? Listen, we have all kinds of different doctrines regarding baptisms. Amen. But there's only one. Amen. And what, and what are we focused on? We're focused on the doctrines of whom? Uh, if, you, if you go back up to that first verse, these are the doctrines of Pastor Ryan. No, these are, these are the doctrines of Jesus. These are the doctrines of, of uh, the Messiah. These are the doctrines of Christ, the anointed one himself, amen? These are his doctrines and what, what we're teaching about here. Now, now uh, uh, ooh, I don't know if I want to go in that direction there, Lord. No, I'm not going to go in that direction. Well, but, but there is one singular doctrine that we have, amen? So, so most people we can look at and we say, well, who's right? Who's right regarding these doctrines? Hmm? See, I know, I know all of us didn't grow up in, in probably a Pentecostal-style church. I didn't. Amen? 
So, so who, who's right regarding uh, the baptism, the doctrine of baptism? Is it, is, it, is it the Catholics? Is it the Presbyterians? Is it the Pentecostals? Is it the Baptists? Who's right regarding these things? The Word. Amen? The Word is right. I don't care what fundamentally we've been taught on things. Listen, we've got to go to the Word and allow it to be our foundation and all of these and, and everything that we're believing. See, listen, church, this, how many, y'all know how many denominations we have in the church worldwide? We have over 40,000 different denominations of Christianity. 40,000 different denominations of Christianity. You say, why is that? Because we want to believe opinions of man over what the Word of God says. Amen. I'm telling you, this revival that's coming on this earth, this, this latter-day rains that's going to come where you're going to see this, this town is going to look like it's on fire, but it's just going to be people praising God. You, you want to know how that's going to come? That's going to come when we begin to get unified in what the Word of God says and not unified in man's opinions. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, there's three different baptisms, church. So we have, firstly, we have the baptism, the baptized to be baptized into Christ. Amen. We have to be baptized into the Holy Ghost. And we have the baptism into water. You know, it's a very, very simple stuff here. Now, what does the word baptism mean? It comes from the Greek word baptismo. Amen. It means to be immersed or submerged into something that you're getting baptized with. Amen. Does that mean to be immersed or submerged into something that you're getting baptized with. It doesn't necessarily mean water. Amen. To be baptized, to get immersed into anything. Listen, back before I moved over to Ireland, I, you know, I ran a petroleum company back in, and we were in Texas, so the energy capital of the United States, right? So we, we had a, a, a crude oil marketing and transportation company. We bought crude oil, went and picked it up with lorries. We took it to pipelines and refineries. Amen. This is, this is what we did on a daily basis. And we had this term that if someone got soaked in oil, amen, if uh, something broke, you'd get baptized. Right? Now, look, <laughs> there is this older gentleman that worked for me for years. He was, a, he, was a funny, he was a funny guy, but he was kind of a know-it-all type of man, you know? And I remember I came down from the office, and I was checking on one of my lorry yards that had a plant there where we like to blend crude oil at. And a new, one of the brand-new trucks we had, brand-new lorries we had, was sitting there unloading. And they unloaded through these four-inch lines, and, this, and it had petroleum, had crude oil that came out of the ground, you know? And he's sitting there loading it up, and it had a brand-new... We just switched the pumps on it from, uh, from gear-driven pumps to into hydraulic pumps. And these hydraulic pumps are supposed to be real powerful and cool, right? So, so I wanted to go on there and check it out. And I, so I went to the driver. I was like, man, how's that pump doing? Is it, is it blowing off well? And he goes, he goes, oh, man, this thing's amazing, man. It's twice, twice as powerful as that, as that gear-driven pump. And I was like, oh, it's cool. Let me see it. You know, pop it on. Let's, let's roll. You know, and there's about four or five guys sitting around. I had my manager with me and this older man named Andy he was he was sitting there and he, he ran the plant there he kind of made sure everything was, was going right and and he, he he engaged the PTO or he engaged the pump on, on that truck and and the hose jumped up in the air goes whoop and he, he disengaged it and I go oh I said what what's what's the crack with that as you got or what's the deal with that I probably would have said then and he said uh, he said ah he goes it's, it's pretty heavy oil and I said well, you got a valve open he goes yeah and my general manager standing right next to me, he looked, at, he looked over at the plant manager and he said, he said, Andy, is that, uh, you have that valve open on the overhead side of that tank there? And he goes, I have it, I have it taken care of. You know, he didn't want to get shown up in front of the boss. Said, I have it taken care of. And I was like, okay. 
Ace and Charlie looked over and said, go, go ahead and let that pump go. And as he said that, I'm just sitting here chatting away. He grabbed me by the back of the shirt and moved me, you know, moved me over here to the side. And I was like, what? And he just kind of shook his head. And he said, let, let that thing go. And he, he hit that pump. And I'm telling you, all you see is poof. And there was like a big cloud of blackness that just, that just went, you know, 15, 20 yards behind it. But if you looked in that cloud, it was absolutely amazing. You could see the shape of a man in it. Amen. And it was that old man that said, that said I, had, I had the valve open, you know. And he turned around and looked, and he was covered from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And he had these, you know, safety goggles on. He took these goggles off so he could see. And he looked over, and he had the biggest white eye. I mean, you, I've never seen him look so white with these big old blue eyes in my life because he was completely black from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. And see, everyone that called into the office that afternoon that, that, that worked for him, that time to go, man, man, I heard Andy, boy, he got baptized today. I heard about that. Why? Because he got fully immersed in crude oil. And it looked like he was doing a, you know, a snow angel in the oil on the ground. I mean, it was covered in it. Amen. But what does that mean? He got fully baptized in it. I mean, he got fully immersed in crude oil. Amen. And this, this is what a baptism is about. So, so what does it mean if we get baptized into Christ? It means you get fully immersed, fully immersed in Christ. So what happens? We get baptized in the Holy Ghost. We get fully immersed in the Spirit of God. So what happens when you get baptized in water? You get fully immersed in water. We get fully immersed in water. So how do we distinguish between the three of these here? Amen. Well, the first thing you have to do, you're going to begin to read the word at face value. Amen. And take off our religious goggles of what we think the word of God says and then begin to put the lenses of Jesus on and begin to, to read the word of God and what it's saying. And when we do these things, we'll find that there are, there are three baptisms. You're going to see that there's three that are subsequent. Amen. To the redemption of Jesus. I mean, so there's baptisms all talked about all throughout the word of God, but there's three su- subsequent Amen to Jesus, the redemption that Jesus provided for us. You say, well, is that as when he, you know, went, you know God, God took his beating for each and every one of us, got on the cross, died upon the cross for each and every one of us, went down to the pit of hell, right? Conquered death, conquered hell, took the keys of Satan from his own home. Amen. Then the resurrection power of the Holy Ghost resurrected him up to sit at the right hand of the Father. Hmm? Where all power and all authority has been given to him. And then he gave that into us, right? As he poured out his blood upon the mercy seat up in heaven. Amen. Subsequent to that, there are these three we're talking about. Being baptized in the body of Christ. Now, when you see being baptized in the body of Christ, you'll either see it in the word or it's going to be implied in the word that a salvation or a rebirth has taken place. If you see the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're going to see it or you're going to, it's going to be inferred or implied of someone speaking in tongues, glossolalia, as the word of God says. Amen. Or if you see a water baptism, it'll be, you'll see it or it'll be implied that water takes place. Amen. Simple enough? Amen. Simple enough. Now, now you see, well, what about, what about the baptism of John? Didn't, didn't, didn't John the Baptist go around baptizing people? He said, absolutely it did. It was the baptism of repentance. Amen. He says, even in the word in Matthew 3, 3, it says, you know, he was the voice of the one crying out in the wilderness, you know, make it, make ye straight the way for the Lord. Amen. He was leading people into repentance, getting them prepared for Jesus. Amen. So if you really, if you really analyze that, that was old, that was an Old Testament prophet. Right, even though he was in the Gospels, he was Old Testament. Amen. So that so that's not a baptism that pertains to each and every one of us. Amen. So let me. Oh man, I didn't even get into my uh, 
Huh. I'm still about 10 more minutes of your time with that. Is that good with all you guys? Yeah, let me, let me, let me, let me still about 10 minutes. Let me just talk about one here in the, the, the being baptized into Christ. Amen. Turn with me to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Because this is good. This is good stuff. We should all have a solid foundation in this. So John chapter 3. John chapter 3 and verse 1, it says, There was a man, he was a Pharisee, his name was Nicodemus. He was a ruler of the Jews. He was a, he was a, he was a governor, he was a ruler, he was a part of the Sanhedrin. He was high up, I mean, he was a religious leader. I mean, and the same one came to Jesus at night and said to him, Rabbi, we, we know that you're a teacher and you come from God. Because no man can do these miracles that you do except God be with him. Now, why did he come to ignite if, if he knew that he was, he, was a, he was a prophet, if he was a great teacher? Why did he do that? Because he was scared of religion. Amen. Scared of what religion had to say about him. He, he didn't want to get kicked out of the synagogue. He didn't want people getting mad at him. He didn't want to get stoned. So he did. He came to the anointed one, the one that he believed to be the Christ. He came to at night because he was a fear of man. I want to tell you, church, we need to not be in fear of man. Amen. I'm telling you, if you believe the things of God, you need to stand up for the things of God. If you believe what Jesus says, you need to begin to speak what Jesus says. Don't, don't be in fear of what man's going to say about you. Who are we trying to impress? We ain't trying to press man, we're trying to press God. Amen. We care more about God things, we care about what man thinks. Amen. You know, Nicodemus came to him at night. Amen. In verse, in verse 3 here, he says, uh, he says, Jesus answered and said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot, he cannot see the kingdom of God. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Amen. So unless you are born again. Amen. So, so if you have any questions on, on, you know, what is this born again thing? Is, it, is, this a, is this a Christian thing? Is this a Catholic thing? Is this a, is this a Protestant? All, all that stuff needs to be wiped out. Remember, and we, we need to look at what the word of God says. Amen. I'm telling you, I've, I've, never, I've never seen so much controversy over this word in the Bible than I had that I came to this island. I'm telling you, it's absolutely mad. I mean, I mean we, we use it to, to create war against one another instead of helping people receive union with Jesus. Amen. And I'm telling you, we need to get over these things. We, we need to focus on what the word of God says. Amen. He says, unless you are born again, amen, you can't see the kingdom of heaven. Amen. I like it talking to tomorrow over here. You know, we, you study out and see what the, the word born again means. The Greek word for again actually means born from above. Amen. So I was sitting there telling tomorrow, I was like, man, man, this is, this is so cool. You know, you know, this word actually means born from above. She goes, yeah, I know that. And I was like, what do you mean you know that? She goes, that's, that's the way it translates in Russian. You know, she's a Russian speaker, you know, so she'd say, that, that's the way it translates in Russian. You know, and then she gets off onto this, you know. She goes, you know, you know what language you're going to speak in heaven? <laughs> yeah. I say, yeah, I think so. I believe we're going to be speaking in tongues, right? This is the language that Jesus kind of poured down for each and every one of us. It's the fullness of, of the power of God. She goes, <laughs> we're not going to be speaking in tongues. We're going to be speaking Russian. I said, you're not going to be speaking Russian. I said, I think you got that inverted. Amen. They'll be speaking Russian somewhere. Amen. But I don't think it's going to be in heaven. Amen. <laughs> Just joking tomorrow. Amen. But glory to God. But this, but this word means born again. It actually means born from above. Amen. Having, being born from above. Amen. From Jesus. Getting, getting reborn from him or getting born from him. Amen. And in verse 4, here, here it says, And Nicodemus said to him, How, how can a man be born again when he's old? Can a man enter into, into a second time into the mother, mother's womb and be born? 
be reborn? You know, Jesus answers that, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water and born of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of spirit is spirit. Amen. Now, a lot of people get this, this confused right here. They think, you know, if you're born of water, that means you've got to be baptized in water to be saved. That's not what he's saying. Listen, we get, don't just take one verse and try to make a doctrine out of it. If you take that second verse right behind it, it says, that what born of the flesh is flesh and of the spirit is the spirit. Amen. So what's Jesus revealing to us? He's saying, listen, guys, you got to be born. You got to be born, you know, born, you got to be born first here. It's a, a born of water and then born of the spirit, right? How do we get born of water? It's not talking about getting dunked in water and that's going to rebirth you. Amen. That, that has nothing to do about, without, uh, about getting saved. That's called our proclamation. Amen. So what happens when, when you get born of water? He's talking about entering this earth through the birth canal and the water breaks and you come here and you get planted here on this earth. You say, well, why is that so important? Because Jesus is trying to reveal to us who can get reborn, who can get born from above. You say, who is that? It is the hum- humanity. Amen. See, Satan, you know, people ask me all the time, you think Satan's going to get, you think Satan can get saved? You think, you know, demons can get saved? No. You say, why not? Because the word says he can't. Amen. The word says you have to be born of the flesh. You have to be born, born through the birth canal for, as a prerequisite to what? To receive the birth from above, the birth of the spirit. Amen. Born here on earth, be a human being, and then you can get, then you can get reborn. And then he says you gotta be, then you can be born of the spirit, because spirit is spirit, right? What's that talking about? It's talking about 2 Corinthians 5:17. I mean, if any man be in Christ, in union in Christ, be welded together with Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What is that? What gets reborn on the inside of us? Listen, church, any of us, anyone saved in here? Anyone, anyone been reborn in this house? All right, we're going to have a big altar call after the end of this service. We're going to be here for a long time. Is there anyone reborn in here? Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, what happened when you got reborn? Amen. Your spirit man got reborn, right? Because you are a spirit. You're, you've been made in the likeness and the image of your God. You are a spirit, amen? You possess a soul. This is, your, this is your mind, your will, and your emotions, amen? And you have a body, which is your, your ticket, your, your passport to live here on this earth, amen? So what happens? You get reborn. Your spirit man gets reborn. Now, your mind doesn't. Your mind still thinks like a fool. How do I get, how do I get that to get changed? You need to get into the Word of God. You need to sit underneath anointed teaching to get your mind to get changed. Amen? And then it will dominate your flesh, and you can be led by the Spirit in everything that you're doing. Amen? We, we have to be born again, though. Our spirit man has to receive this. You know, people, people, uh, people use this statement. They say, Blood is thicker than water. Have any of y'all ever heard that? Y'all, do we use that over here? Yeah, blood, blood do, they, do they say it wrong over here <laughs> like they do in the U.S.? You know, everyone says that in the U.S. They're like, they're like oh, man, blood's thicker than water. And what was it saying? You know, like, like the blood of me and my son here or, or, or my other son, you know, that this, this blood that we have, the blood that I have with my sister, the blood I have with my parents, right? The, that, that blood is thicker than water. Listen, church, that doesn't even make sense. What, what kind of water is it thicker than? You know, when that, when that saying came out, it came, it was a Christian saying, amen. It was talking about these scriptures right here, 
Amen. Saying the blood is thicker than water. What does that mean? The blood of the covenant, being, being part of the blood-bought, born-again family is thicker than the water of being birthed into this earth. Why? Because see, you get taken out of a family and you get rebirthed into a new one. See, you were part of Adam's family over here with sin and iniquity on the inside of you, but when your spirit man gets reborn, he brings you over here into God's family. I'm telling you, if your birth family, if your brothers, your sisters, your parents aren't serving God, they have haven't been reborn. They're separated. They're out of different family. This blood family over here, the covenant family is thicker. It's thicker. It's stronger. It's unable to be broken. But see, we can grab these over here. Amen. So we can pray for these over here. So we can leave a godly example over here and bring these over here into this example. This is why I was saying, listen, church, you, we've got to get to that place where we're not, we're not scared to offend these people, scared to, to offend our, our, our kids, our, our parents, our, our friends and our families, our neighbors. Why? Because it is our mission here on this earth to grab each and every one of these people that are in this family and bring them over into this one. Why? Because this one's eternal. This one's eternal. This one gets to spend eternity with the living God. Amen. Let me, uh, I know I've gone over way over time here. Let me finish up here. It says the wind blows where it, where it wants, where it wills. And you hear the sound of you can't, you can't tell where it comes, whether it goes. So and it's everyone that is born of the Spirit. And Nicodemus answered him. He said, he said, Jesus, and he said, how can these things be? And Jesus answered and said, how are you a master of Israel and you don't know these things? I'm telling you, I, I say this all over, all over this land. How, how are we priests and kings of Jesus and we don't know these things? How, how can we be preachers in the pulpit and we don't, we don't know these things? Amen. I'm telling you, we, got, we have got to grab a hold of these simple foundations and stop separating ourselves from the body of Christ and begin to bring union into the, into the body of Christ. I mean, to where we can real, we can sharpen each other up. I mean, we can learn from someone else. We don't have to be know-it-alls. Amen. We, we can receive from other people just because they, they, they weren't born in the same neighborhood. Or they weren't born on the, on the right side of the river that you were born on. Amen. Amen. Well, if, we, if we have Jesus in common, listen, we can, we can sharpen one another up. We can sharpen one another up. Hmm. That leads us down into the, to the last most famous verse we have. Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. For God didn't send Jesus in this world to condemn it. But that through him, that through him this world might be saved. Amen. Galatians 3.27 says, just a couple of uh, scriptures if you want to jot these down real quick. For, uh, uh, Galatians 3.27 says, for many of you that have been baptized into Christ, you've put on Christ. As many of you that have been baptized, if you've been fully immersed in Christ, you can put them on. You can look like Jesus in everything that you do. The same things that he did, you can do also. He said even greater things than these can you do. Because I'm going to my Father that's in heaven. So he must to get baptized into him, and we can put him on. Romans 6, 3 says, no, you're not. There's many you were baptized into Christ. You've been baptized into his death. When you get baptized into Christ, you get, you get separated from that sin nature that you have, and now you get a, a, a righteous nature on the inside of you. Powerful scriptures that you can meditate on. 1 Corinthians 12, 13 says, for by one spirit we're all baptized into one body. 
whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, we've all been made to drink of one spirit. We've all been sealed, anointed, placed into one body with one spirit. Hmm? Romans 10, 9 and 10. If we will believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we shall be saved. Hmm? We shall be saved. For at the heart one believes unto righteousness. See, I'm going to tell you, church, all you got to do is believe and righteousness can be instilled on the inside of you. Amen? It's not, you don't have to go get dunked in water. No, all you got to do, all you have to do is believe and righteousness gets poured on the inside of you. And then mouth, with your mouth, confession is made into salvation. With your mouth, confession is made for the kingdom. With your mouth, confession is made to healing. Amen? And to prosperity. And anything else that, that Jesus has opened up the door for you. All we got to do is believe in our heart and confess with our mouths the Lord Jesus. And you shall be saved. Amen? Amen? Amen. So hallelujah. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness. I thank you, Lord, for what you've poured out into us. I thank you, Lord, for the baptism into your name, the baptism into Christ. I thank you, Lord, that you loved us so much, Lord, that you, that you made a way for us to come into union with you. I just thank you for it, Lord. I just thank you for it, Lord. And I, I just want to, before, before, I'm gonna, before I move on here, before I make my closing prayer, I just want to give anyone the opportunity. Listen, if you've never, if you've never heard these things before, if you, if you don't know if you're going to heaven, if you're not 100% certain that when you walk outside the four walls of these churches and something happens to you, that you're going to be absent from the body and be present with the Lord, I just, I, just, I just would love to pray with you. I just ask you to slip up your hand real quick, and I'd love to pray with you and make sure you can get these things settled in your heart. Amen. But I'm telling you, church, don't walk out of here without having these things known. Amen. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you every time I do, I do an altar call for these. I, don't, I do not ask for, uh, for, for an altar call of salvation unless the Holy Ghost gives it to me, unless he tells me to do it. If he's stirring, if he's moving on someone's heart. So if, that, if that's you, I ask you to slip your hand up real quick. Or if you'd like to rededicate your life unto the Lord, I see that, brother. If you want to rededicate your life unto the Lord, amen, you can slip up your hand as well. Amen. I'm telling you, God wants to change you today. Amen. It's as simple as that. All we got to do is believe. Amen. All we got to do is believe. Amen. And allow these things to operate in us. Amen. So uh, is there anyone else in here besides these two gentlemen? Amen. Why don't you stand on up, guys, and let's, uh, let, let's, make, let's, let's pray. And, I, and as we pray, church, I want you guys to pray, pray with us. Amen. Amen. Now I don't want to embarrass you. Do you mind, you mind, y'all mind coming up here and we, we can uh, come into agreement? See, the reason I want you to come up here is not to embarrass you, but I want you to come up by faith and receive what the Lord has for you. Amen. So, so, so come on up here. Amen. Amen. And, and simply enough, we'll make this quick. Make it quick and easy. Amen. So, so let's, let's just, you know, all I want to do is I'm going to lead you into this. Amen. Have you ever received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Uh, not yet. Not yet? All right. You ready? I think you ready for your life to change? Yeah. I'm telling you, it's going it's to really it's, it's it's be a wild ride. It's going to be fun. Amen? Amen? Well, give me a hand, brother. All right, well, Father, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, for my brother here, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, for planting the word on the inside of his heart, Lord, that is bringing forth a, a production, Lord, is, is bringing forth a fruit to where he, he's making the choice right now to follow you. So as we, as we pray together, I thank you, Lord, that his life is going to completely change from this day forward. Lord, so just repeat after me. Say, Father... Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your for your son. For your son, that you sent him for me. That you sent him for me to redeem me. 
to purchase me, to purchase me, to to give me to give me life, to give me life. So Lord, as you have given me life, so Lord, as you have given me life, I'm going to give you my life. I am going to give you my life. I lay down my life for you. I lay down my life for you. For I believe Jesus is my Lord. For I believe Jesus is my Lord. He is my Savior. He is my Savior. He sent for me. Sorry. He was sent for me. He was sent for me. Yes, and he, to redeem me. Because he loves me. Because he loves me. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you for it, Lord. So this day, today, so this day, today, July the fourth, July the fourth, I make a declaration. I make a declaration. I am a son. I am a son of the living God. Of the living God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God, church. Hallelujah. All right. Well, let's go. Everyone else good before we go? All right. Well, let's, 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 uh, let's pray. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for, for bringing one, to bring another back into your kingdom, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that we now have a brother, Lord, that's going to spend eternity, eternity with us. So we thank you for it, Lord. We glorify you for it. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for snatching them out of the pits of hell, Lord, and bringing them into the glory of your dear son. So we thank you for it, Lord. We praise you for it, Lord. And as is the tradition of our church, Lord, we stand on Psalms 91 that says, No evil will befall us. Neither shall any plague come to our dwelling place. Lord, for you give your angels charge of us to keep us in all of our ways. Lord, to, to bear us up in their hands, lest we dash our foot against the stone. Because we are people that are committed to, to, to sit, to, to pray, to praise, to worship, to get intimate in the secret place of the Most High. We abide under the shadow of the Almighty. For we, for we glorify you, we honor you, we worship you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for this church. We thank you for the body that you're, that you're gathering together. Lord, we thank you for the change that's going to be that's going to be like a ripple effect going through this town lord this city we thank you for it we glorify you for it we walk out of here in faith and love towards you walking out here in love towards one another thank you lord for the ambassadors of christ you called each and every one of us to be lord thank you lord here at island church we are covered by your blood we are empowered by your word and we're anointed by the holy ghost amen amen